Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Hey, welcome to the show today. Uh, today I have a special guest, Reed Goosens, um, who's uh, come to us for all the way from LA by Roots from Australia, but I'm excited to hear your story. Welcome to the show, Reed. Daniel, thank you for having me on the show, mate. All right. Well, tell me a little bit about your background. You know, uh, I know you, I know where you were born and raised, but uh, I'd like to hear like, what was that like? Right. Sure. Yeah, no, um, look, growing up in Australia was great. I, I grew up um, my, my parents were both high school teachers. Uh, my, my dad was the deputy principal of my high school. So I had a very, I wouldn't say strict upbringing, but, you know, very humble upbringing. We didn't, you know, being two public high school teachers, we didn't have a ton of money. We just, you know, was, was always working from a young age, you know, getting jobs and trying to, you know, earn pocket money and that sort of stuff. And my, my parents really instilled in me the value of a dollar and, you know, hard work and rolling up the sleeves. And, um, I was somewhat studious and, and, and got into a half-decent university and, and studied uh, structural engineering, actually, and, and, and went on to, 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 to practice structural engineering for many, many years. But, um, yeah, but growing up in Australia was great, like surfing, sun, you know, playing rugby, you know, all the things that you know, Americans would think of Australia and is quintessential. That's what I did. Um, and, and, you know, but, but also very, always been very, very humble in, in, in how I approached life. You know, I... I have moved halfway across the world and we can get into that story in a little bit, but, but also just understanding to keep, you know, don't, don't get your head too far from the clouds and keep two feet on the ground at all times. <laughs> Meaning, right. you know, like you check the ego at the door, so to speak. So um, hopefully through some of my stories we're going to talk about today, I'm really not here to, 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 to boast about the, the achievements. It's really sort of just to give an insight. And, and if, you know, if an Aussie can do it, then so can the average American. So um, yeah, but the background in Australia really loved it, and, and as I mentioned in the green room before we press record here, I'm actually headed back there for the first time in over two and a half years uh, to see see the family for Christmas. So I'm pretty pumped, and um, yeah, can't can't freaking wait. That's awesome. So so let's uh, let's go. Let's fast forward to the the decision to leave Australia. You know mm-hmm. what prompted that? Sure. Look, the prompting of of leaving Australia. I actually had already left a couple of years prior to that. Uh, after I graduated university in 07, I went to London uh, in 08 to work on this, uh, the 2012 Olympic Games as a structural engineer. But, you know, obviously, as you build infrastructure, it takes many, many years. It doesn't just happen mm-hmm. overnight. So I, straight out of uni, I was into, you know, the working world and lived in London for a period of time. Uh, and then in 2009, I moved to the south of France. That's where I was... Um, I, I, have you ever seen the show Below Deck on Bravo? On, I don't know it's Bravo. It's on one of the cable channels. It, it talks about the, the super yacht lifestyle. And I was mm-hmm. one of the deckhands on, on board. And I had a great time gallivanting around the south of France, blah, blah, blah. And that's where I met my this, this girl. This girl happens to turn out to be my now my wife. And she's American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I, I tell you that sort of background story because I didn't move to the you know, US until 2012. But in, in 09 we met. We kept in contact. She actually moved to Australia uh, to study her master's in 2010-11. Coincidentally, you know, unknown, you know, we just was just sort of kismet. And then when she finished her master's, I was like, look, I really, really love traveling to New York. I want to live in New York, you know, just to, to be a, really just to be an expat. You know, I, there was a great visa that was between Australia and Americans. 
uh, if you have a white white collar job, you know, you can have a, uh, a visa for two years, you know, and you can come and live it as an expat and live in the Big Apple and tick the box, you know, and just move home. So I really moved here just as a more of a curiosity thing, just, hey, want to go live abroad for a couple more years, chase this girl, see if it works out and um, see what happens. And, you know, here I am 10 years later, we're going to get into the story of what, what, what I built that time. But it, it was really just through hey, I want, to live, I want to be an expat again. I, I don't want to wake up when I'm 65 years of age and go, I, I, regret, I regret not moving, you know, because yeah. the decision to move to the United States when I was 26, I'm now 35, is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. It's the best decision I've made in my entire life, you know, to, to what I've, you know, what, where I am today as a human, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a you know, husband, future, future father, all that sort of good stuff. So, yeah, it was just a real challenge in myself to move, to leave the comfort of the home, to leave the engineering job, to leave the family and, and go on a sort of maybe a path less, less traveled. And I rocked up to this country without a job. I, I came here with a, a three-month tourist visa. And I remember having an A4 piece of paper of all the engineering firms that I could go and try and get a job at. And I literally put on a suit and knocked on doors until someone said yes. And that's, you know, that's how I, that's how I got my first job and my, my foot in the door, I got the visa and you know, started dating the girl and all these years later, we're, we're married and we live in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, yeah. That's interesting. I'm sure there's lots of little stories we could spin off of that, right? <laughs> there will be, trust me, there will be. You keep asking my friend, I'll keep, yeah. I'll keep producing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll just keep poking here, right? Um, so so um, when you got here and you got the job, right? Um, obviously, you, you know, you did that for a while before you transitioned into your own thing, right? So um, how long was that time frame? You know, from when um, it was so I came in 2012. I didn't quit the day job until 2018. So it was a good six years of corporate mm -hmm. America doing side hustles or this side hustle, I should say. You know, I moved to the United States in 2012. I bought my first property for 38,000 bucks at the end of 2012. So I was already, I already had been bitten by the real estate bug of like, I wanted to own something. And right. then when I moved here, I quickly realized the barriers to entry in America are a lot lower in the secondary and tertiary markets compared to where I was from in Australia, right? Mm -hmm. Australia is very similar to LA and San Francisco in terms of pricing. You know, it's very high appreciation, low cash flow markets, high barriers to entry. Um, but then you get these secondary markets. Like I remember buying my first property in Syracuse, New York. It was a four hour drive. I could get on the Greyhound bus from Penn Station and I could get up there on a weekend and get back in one day. And I didn't, no one was lending to me when I first moved to this country. I didn't know what a credit score was, but I had a little bit of cash saved up. I'd already been starting the education process on learning about real estate investment. Uh, I, I started attending local meetup events, which were just on steroids compared to what I was compared to in Australia. And I, I, I quickly realized that I could get my money working for me, the little that I had. Um, but it would, it would get me, you know, I wouldn't be able to get to deal number 10 without doing that first deal. So, you know, the, the, the transition from what I do today took a long period of time. And it really started back in actually 2009 when I picked up that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that helped me really give me an idea of I want to be something more than just a, a small cog in a big machine and, and, and build someone else's dreams. Okay. So, so I would imagine since you mentioned rich dad, that you've been through some trainings and maybe have some mentors. Yes. Yes, I have not, not through the rich dad program, but I, <laughs> you know, have picked up enough crumbs along the way in the right. early stages to, to, 
do I now I now have mentors all the time. Right. Um, but that first mentor actually didn't come until after I'd purchased a handful of properties myself in the in the US before I started mm-hmm. sort of hitting that ceiling of what, what can I do next? Like how do I how do I grow and become a better entrepreneur and a better um, investor uh, mm-hmm. and grow the business to what I am today? That's good. So when you uh, made this you know leap into what you're currently doing, right? Was there a time where you, uh, you know, made the decision to leave the job and you held on longer than you should have, or did you stay there for a while? Or were you very clear, like, this is my uh, walk away date, or are you still there? <laughs> so I should ask. No, that. no, no. So, so, so I've I clearly walk, I walked away. So, to, to a couple of things, and this is for your listeners. Um, so, when I, I, when I realized I wanted to always be my own boss, and I've, I've had that feeling for many, many years, and then mm-hmm. the Richard Portak sort of Rich Dad Poor Dad book really solidified what that could look like, or at least started the burning sensation to 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 go and achieve that. Then I started down the path of real estate investing. And then I quickly realized, like, look, I've got actually got a skill set. I'm a, I'm a structural engineer. I know how to build stuff. I'm a project manager. What if I can't leave the day job just yet? I need a visa to stay in this country. I wasn't. I, I didn't get married to to my wife until 2017. So there was many years leading up to that where I needed a corporate job, right? And I mm. said to myself, well, I'm sick of engineering. So in 2014, I moved from LA. I moved from New York to LA. Was in a, another engineering job, and I and I said to myself, I if I'm going to be in the corporate America for a couple more years because I wasn't ready. I didn't have enough savings. You know, I couldn't just, you know, again, I needed a visa to stay in the country. Um, I let, maybe I've got, I've got this skill set that maybe someone else might find valuable. And so for me, actually, Rick, the, the structural engineering firm I was working for was, was a, the engineer on a development in, Los, in, in Long Beach. And I reached out to that developer and I said, hey, you don't know who I am. I work for the company that happens to be doing your structural engineering plans for your building. I'm very interested in making a transition and, and coming and working for you guys as a project manager or an owner's rep or whatever, I don't, you know, figure out a job <laughs> that I could, mm-hmm. I could do so I could be in the space of real estate development and investing full time. And the key there to your listeners is that I was able to look at myself and say, okay, I've got a skill set that I could, it, it is transferable to the, the, the industry I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. And so if I couldn't leave the job and go off and just start the business you know, like that, what if I could just keep keep getting paid and keep getting paid to learn, right? Do the do the real estate be 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 in the real estate development company during the day of an of a nighttime, doing my own side hustle and buying my own deals and keep building my brand that way. And I was with that company for about four years, and in that time, I built nearly a thousand units in in, in Long Beach, and um and and I was also in that time able to do my own deals on, on bigger deals, syndication deals. On the side, and I actually got to a point where, to your original question, I probably overstayed. I could have left the day job probably a year earlier than what I did, but I didn't want to burn any bridges, and I still needed the visa. I still needed my green card to, to truly leave. Um, and it wasn't until uh, 2018 that I was able to finally say, "See you later." And um, but at that time, I had already amassed a small portfolio of my own deals right. um, of syndication deals uh, in Central Texas. So. Again, the lesson there is more that I was understanding what my value is to someone else to continue the learning process, to continue to pull on skills that I could then go off and you know apply my own business, which which is what I'm doing today. Right, that's good. All right, so then what do you what do you what would you say the drive is for you? Like the why the drive? Yeah, the, look, the why behind it originally was to quit the day job. Right, I never mm-hmm. but the, the north star was always to be 
I don't want to work for someone else. I want to build something of value. I knew, but, but I achieved that, right? I've got to that point where I'm, I now work for myself. What's now the new North Star? Well, I've through this journey is that I've realized that financial freedom is a big one. Building wealth is, is, a, is a big one for me. Uh, I don't have immediate, you know, I don't have kids just yet, but I will start to have kids. But I think in, in general, the, the, the thing that drives me the most is the fear of not being fulfilled or the fear of, you know, not living up to my fullest potential. So I mentioned before moving to the United States, the thing that really drove me was I don't want to wake up when I'm 65 and regret the fact I didn't move to the US when I was 26. Well, I keep asking myself those same questions today. If I was to leave the day job, will I, will I regret this decision when I'm 65 years of age? And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. Now, I, got, I, I made sure my ducks were in a row, but ultimately what drives me is wanting to be the better version of myself. And that sounds a little cliche, but it truly is. Like I, I, I'm now at a fork in the road in my, in my business where I also now have a new North Star to, 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 to build towards um, under, under sort of my own type of brand. And that's interesting in itself. It's, it's creating something from nothing. And that's what gets me the juices flowing because I am curious about certain things in life. And I think that, you know, for me, at least as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a, you know, somewhat of a leader, as a, you know, whatever you want to call it, CEO, whatever, I need to be curious in the journey of keeping developing my skills. I talk to a lot of people on my podcast about this whole idea of continuing to be curious and I think that's what entrepreneurs have is this curiosity to, to never stop learning, to never be, you know, not necessarily, I wouldn't say the word happy or, or um, you, you know, complacent, but always looking to evolve uh, in a way that is better for the company, better for as humans. And, and that is for me, what really drives me is that I know I have a potential that I can t- continue to fill. It just chipping away at it every single day. That's good. So let's go into some of the challenges you may have faced well, <laughs> sure. through building your, your business. Right. Um, you know, like I think a lot of times people hear the success and, you know, yep. they don't realize the, you know, blood, sweat and tears and the challenges and the obstacles and all of the things that, you know, sometimes you may have wanted to throw in the towel and wonder what you're doing, but Let's jump big in there. challenges. Yeah, yeah, let's 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 get into it. Uh, look, big one of the biggest challenges I've ever faced is when I was here in 2017. My mum passed away uh, back mm-hmm. in Australia, and it was a very um, I was so that's whatever it was. It was just when I was 31, and I was still working full time at the day job at the developer in Long Beach. You know, building this brand, build, trying to build a following, trying to do deals on the side, all these things, and realizing that this financial freedom—not as it come at a, at a cost—but I, you know, I, I rocked up home to Australia three days before my mum passed. Um, I would go; I was going back, you know, in the six, twelve months before her passing, you know, quite often. But it really was a uh, an eye opener in terms of life is short. And what the hell are you doing? You know, it goes back to building someone else's dream. Like if you really, really want to be your own boss, go out and do it. Like you, you have to, now is the point of, this is not a sign that your mum's passed away and you, you've had loss in you and people who have loss in their life, you can always usually tell. It, it, it's, it's a part of just like realizing, and I got to some dark, the dark days there where I was like, am I doing the right thing? Should I even be here? Should I even be trying to chase this dream in the, in the United States? Should I, be, should I move home? 
And, you know, my mom told me, she's like, I'm so proud of what you're doing and keep going. Don't, don't stop. And that was a real big relief for myself because I did put pressure on myself to say, well, what, why, why am I here? My, my mom's, you know, sick in Australia. I should probably go back and, and help her or, you know, do something or be there. And she's like, I don't need you to be here. I need you to go off and live your life how you want to live. And so, but that, but coupled with where I was in my life at that stage, still working full time for someone else, not, not being frustrated at myself that I hadn't got to the space where I needed to be quote unquote financially free, that I could just get on a plane and go home to, to Australia and be with my mum. Um, so all these things, you know, emotional things, and I really boiled it down to goals versus priorities. And for me, it was around, you know, someone said to me, would you be, does it really matter when you're 70 years of age with your grandkids, if you've got 3000 units in 2020 or 2017 or 10,000 units by the time you're 2030? And the answer is no, it doesn't freaking matter. As long as your granddad's there to, to, to share time with family and, that really put it into perspective, coupled with my my mum passing, was that life is a journey. You have to enjoy it. You have to getting stressed and working. You you know you work hard. You have to work hard to, to achieve anything in life. But you're know, putting in eighty hours a week and, and feeling burnt out and and trying to juggle everything and and to, to progress the, the ball down the fairway. You also need to take time for yourself because it, there, there is if you're not going to enjoy the process of building, then there's just going to be another mountain to climb once you get to the top of this one. And so for me, it, it really solidified the fact that I have to start making time for myself, you know, making time for my wife, making time for relationships, going, I really like surfing, go and do surfing, getting out in nature, working 24 seven to build a, you know, a small a company from scratch. You are working 24 seven. And, and, and for anyone else you've interviewed on the show, I'm sure they'll attest to how much, blood, sweat and tears goes into it because you, you don't have any money. It's just relied upon yourself. Um, but if you're not enjoying that process, being burnt out, being the feeling of being burnt out, the feeling of overwhelmingness, if that's even a word, it come, can come at a cost. And so you have to say to yourself, am I doing the right thing? Am I being the most productive in the business to enjoy the process of the building, to enjoy, or if I'm so busy looking at that goal, that I need to get there in three years time. Well, again, the difference between goals and priorities that goals, you know, and priorities is that you can have a goal to achieve something in X amount of time, but the priorities are, well, how's my, how's my health? How's my, how's my relationship with my, with my wife or my dad or my sister? How's my business going? How's my mental health going? You know, all these pillars that we have, these priorities in life, sometimes we neglect those and we have to, and through the loss and tragedy, tragedy and, the resetting of things that happen in life, it really solidifies that you need pillars. You need four, you need more than one pillar. Cause if that one pillar is your business and it falls away because something happens, you're only going to go one place is down. And so having mental health, having good physical health, having great relationships with, with loved ones and family are all the other pillars and the priorities that make life worth living. And thus you have to put time into those as well, not just your business. That was that was a long way awesome. to answer, but I hope, but yeah, I hope that that's was good. good. We, we can we can build a whole training off of that, right? <laughs> so lots of good nuggets in there, right? Um, yeah. So um, so what would you share with you know someone that's listening listening to this that may have been you know may be in a spot where they have a job right now, um, mm-hmm. but they've thought about you know investing in real estate or starting a business and they're trying to figure it out. What would be the first things you'd share with them? I think clarity of what you want, and again. Mm-hmm. 
there's that saying of, I read it the other day, it's like, you know, when you're driving on a foggy road and you can't see a mile in front of you, do you stop and pull over and say, I can't get to my destination? The answer is no, you keep driving, right? It's foggy. You're not going to be able to see 20 feet in front of you. You just drive a little slower. So I think in general, you have to set up where you want to be. You know, for me, when I started, it was, I want to leave the day job. I don't want to work for someone else. Now I've got to that point, my new North Star changes and it will change in 10 years time as well. So being, being really, really defined on what that is today and then looking at what are you passionate about first and foremost, and then what sort of skill sets do you have excuse me, to use in order to build a business? Or what skill sets do you need to go learn more? And I'm not saying go back to university, but I'm saying going out and self, being self-educated. Like I'm a self-educated real estate investor. I didn't go to university for, for real estate investing, but I learned it. And I, I went out and became a master of the trade. And that took time, but that's what it takes to build a business. So one, setting goals for yourself and where you want to go, your North Star. Two, being curious about something that's curious enough that you have a drive and a passion for it. And then three, if you don't have all necessarily skill sets just yet, you can go out and learn those things. And then four, I think, is surrounding yourself with people who you aspire to be. If you happen to want to be in real estate like I was, well, I went to all the meetup events I could to be surrounded by people who I could learn from. And then I got mentors. And then those mentors helped me pave the way and help my learning to get that first deal done. Regardless of what business you're in, you need to be surrounded by, by mentors and by people who you aspire to be. And it's so, so, so important. Again, more cliche stuff, but it really does boil down to who you surround yourself with, with the right mindset and the right clear goals in mind when you're getting started. That's some good stuff. And, uh, you know, like I said, we could probably do an entire, uh, you know, year long training off of some of the stuff that you just covered here. Right. Um, so, um, as we close here, what would be something that you actually, uh, would, uh, um, recommend people do to obviously one, check you out, find out more about you, where would they go for that? Right. And, um, you know, a clear step there. Yeah, easy, clear step. Go to readgoosens.com. It's R-E-E-D-G-O-O-S-S-E-N-S.com. Um, I know you're in Florida, but you were just in Dana Point. So if anyone's listening who's in, I'm in Los Angeles, just up the road from Dana Point. If anyone's coming through LA, they want to meet up for a coffee or a beer, just talk shop, you can hit me up at info, that's I-N-F-O at readgoosens.com. Give me a bit of heads up and we can get you on the schedule. And uh, I always like meeting up and talking shop. Awesome. Now that we're allowed out to play, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you uh, being here, Reed, and sharing your message and, uh, you know, your journey with the world and, you know, impacting people. And I look forward to, you know, continuing to uh, watch the success and be part of it. Thanks, man. All right. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.